The Jet Set Breakfast on SAFM, destination unknown. And coming up next, from street fashion to runway fashion and lifestyle brand, uh, Galax Boy has announced its official retail debut in Johannesburg North after extending its reach across the country. Over the past year, I've got uh, our guest, Tati Sodube, founder of Galax Boy. Good morning and welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Good morning, how are you? I am fantastic. So, set to open. Uh, two new flagship stores in a bustling metropolis. But let's first talk about, um, you know, uh, Galax Boy and what it offers, because I know that you specialize in streetwear. Yeah, basically, Galax Boy is a luxury streetwear brand. We basically, like as entrepreneurs, we basically like solving problems. So we bridging the gap between luxury and streetwear, but making it affordable for, you know, our people. And what prompted you to, to come up with this brand? Uh, it's a very long story. It started in 2008 when I was in high school. And, yeah, it's been a long time coming. But, yeah, it's basically started in high school. I was making T-shirts for my friends. And the whole school wanted them, so we started selling them. Then I think maybe 2012 started taking it a bit more serious. So I did my research on fashion, etc. And yeah, now we here almost uh, nine stores in the province, over a hundred employees. Yeah. And I've just I'm looking at, at at your merchandise. I mean, you specialize. I can see, you know, uh, you know, it's 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 hoodies, it's t-shirts. What else do you offer? Uh, we do accessories like sunglasses, handbags, earrings. Uh, we also have shoes. So it's an all-rounder brand, basically. Mm. And why the decision to open um, new stores? I mean, uh, I know we're in the digital age, but a lot of South Africans don't really like buying online. So we had to go where they are, basically, to the most um, uh, service the demand of the brand. Mm. And and how has the South African urban market gravitated? How have they responded to to your brand? Uh, the support is is incredible. Uh, we I think we are on about almost three thousand orders since we started in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I mean three hundred thousand orders since we started in twenty twenty one. So the support is 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 incredible. It's growing, and we aiming to be in every province with a store, you know. Yeah. And we also want to go into Africa and um, internationally too. Mm. And, and in terms of pricing of your merchandise, it, a lot of people, you know, uh, they, they find it quite, it's, be, it's become a very competitive market. Um, in comparison to the international brands, what are we looking at? Is it affordable or is it in the medium or upper upper range? It's very affordable. Our cheapest item is uh, 150. Our most expensive is about 2.5, I think. So we're very reasonable. And the quality is the same as the, the international brand. So it's value for money. 150, that's very, very affordable. Now, yes. we, you know, there's also this debate about sourcing our clothes from or our brands uh, from China and not manufacturing locally. Uh, do you do do you do your work locally? Do you manufacture here or you source from somewhere else? 
No, we manufacture overseas um, because we're trying to compete with international brands, and that's where the big boys manufacture, you know what I mean? But locally, uh, there, isn't, there isn't much to work with. I mean, we need government to develop this industry for us so that we can use it, but currently there's not much to do. We don't even have fabric mills. We don't even... Or even if... Even if government were to give me a trillion dollars, I'll still have to go buy material in China, buy machines in China. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really make business sense at the end of the day. That's true. Well, we know that you know sourcing your 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 basic material from China is actually quite quite cheaper. But in terms of quality, I mean, when it comes to 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 clothing merchandise, we know that Turkey also does amazing stuff. Um, Indonesia also produces really amazing stuff. India yes. also has materials that are absolutely to die for. I mean, do mm. you do you also tap into those markets, or you just focusing on affordability so that you know your product is affordable on the market i mean china is not really that affordable it's just great quality and um, that's why we use it you know what i mean uh, if you if you try to produce this side the prices here and in china are quite the same but the quality is better that side so as we're trying to compete compete internationally we go for the people who make the better quality Mm. And what about the concerns regarding fake goods? How can we fight that? Can we fight? Can we even fight that battle? Can we win that battle? I mean, it's for me, it's just part of business. You know, these things happen. A lot of big brands have the same problem. So for an entrepreneur to to discover that his brand, his, his brand is being faked, the only, the only thing to do is to carry on. You know what I mean? There's nothing much you can do. Because there are they are there are loops and holes these people can go through, you know what I mean. So there's only a bit that you can stop. You can't stop all of it. So you just have to continue and do what you do best, and hope for the best. Yeah, it's so true. You know, when you go to I know when you go to Thailand, the big brands they even have. You know, you've got all these markets that have levels. Mm. So if you yeah. go to the very bottom of the market, it's the bottom end of a product. And as you go up and up and up and up, the product gets better and better and better and better. And yes. it's all housed under this huge, um, a huge market. And I can yeah. only imagine, you know, if you are a person who owns a brand and it just floods your market, it can become quite yeah. a daunting task. I mean, for me, I see that as free advertising. You know, those who genuinely want to discover the brand will go buy the real things. You know, so but at the end of the day, you can't quit. You know, imagine Louis Vuitton quitting because someone fake their handbags. It doesn't make sense. So you just have to carry on and keep pushing. Yeah? Mm. And uh, when can we expect another store being opened in Rosebank? Uh, Rosebank is actually opening next week, Friday. Then from there we're going to Nelspreet and um, uh, PE. And any brand collaborations that you're involved in? Um, not that I can think of. I think we we just did uh, AKA T-shirt recently, and uh, for the year there's nothing confirmed yet, but there should be a few collaborations popping up. 
this is quite uh, quite exciting that you know you're opening up stores and then when it comes to e-commerce i know you did say that you know what you're looking into it is it a bit of a challenge to put your product on e-commerce or is it easier no no it's very easy currently uh we have an online store and we just even opened um we just opened up for international shipping so everything is going well online uh we i think we're doing about probably like a thousand orders a day or something like that so yeah it's really really, really going well and we also also shutting down our current warehouse and we're building a bigger one that's like three times bigger so yeah online is very is working very well for us well business sounds really fantastic chachi so thank you so much for joining us on jet set breakfast this morning thank you so much that's Tati Sojube, founder of Galax Boy and um, really growing big and opening new branches or the street fashion basically gravitating towards runway and they are a fashion and lifestyle brand um, announcing the official retail debut in Johannesburg North and Mall of Africa is going to be their other home. Uh, the Zone Rosebank is also going to be their other home and they are expanding in leap and bounds which is absolutely fantastic and i i hope that you know in the industrialization in south africa needs to really really uh, start moving at a faster pace because you know a lot of entrepreneurs are hungry for that support where the environment is conducive to start producing in in our on our own soils and also creating jobs because that's what we need this is really, really uh, great stuff. This is kudos uh, to Tatiso Dube and his team. Well, still to come. This is the last bit of the show. Southern Guild uh, opening in Los Angeles. Actually opened in Los Angeles. Opening in Los Angeles. That's tomorrow. So uh, we'll be chatting to our guest Kelly Berman in a few minutes. Let's take a break. Sunsy.